Welcome to the first episode of Delco's Strongest Podcast, presented to you by Deathwish Barbell, hosted by myself, Ralph Talati. So, this is the first episode. This will be our little introduction. We're going to do things a little differently today. Normally, I hope to do this from the actual gym. Ideally, I had this concept in mind where, you know, you invite somebody over that you wanted to see for a little while, maybe a friend maybe a mentor, maybe a lifter you look up to, you get a good workout in together, maybe like a Saturday, you guys train for two, three hours, order some food, hang out in the gym, shoot some shit, and talk about, you know, anything that's going on in the world, whether it's your training cycles, whether it's stuff that you don't like in the powerlifting community, or if it's just crazy stuff going on in the world at that time. That's what the purpose of this podcast is. Got a few little segments I'd like to go through, a few little ideas that I'd like to touch on, and then just to run down a little bit basic history of what Death Wishable Barbell is for us, what it is, why it's happening, how it started up, and just the history, because most people don't really know what we are. I want to explain why we're doing this. So let's start off with the first one, first important bit is to get to here. One of the two recurring segments that I want to have happen here is Really simple, straight to the point, with something that all us powerlifters love to do. We love to eat. So, this segment will be called, What You Eating? That's right, or as some people would say, What Are You Eating? Eating. Eating. That's South Philly and me. What You Eating? So, or as most people heard growing up, Did You Eat? So, this week, we're going to discuss one of the local places in our area that me and my wife, Natanya, also co-owner of Deathwish Barbell, went to try out this week called Sidebird, or Sidebird Kitchen in Havertown. So this was suggested to me by one of my local friends that's one of my shop patients at work. Basically a little kind of hipster-ish bar in the area, but it was really specialized in barbecue food. Phenomenal food, phenomenal setting. Totally different than what you would expect in our area. Basically you walk in, you sit at a table, scan a QR code, and they bring the food right to you, a bar set up right in the middle. But it's like an old school house that was converted into a restaurant. Totally different than what you would expect in the area. So we got beer mussels, which were phenomenal. A birria hoagie, so they basically capitalized on birria tacos and made a really good pulled pork hoagie that was out of this world. And then, of course, poutine, which for you who don't know what that is. My Canadian friends will love this one. Um, fry smothered in gravy with some sort of pulled beef on top of that and then smothered in, like I said, gravy and cheese curds and this smoky sauce over the top. Phenomenal. So that's what we ate this week or what you eat. So going on to that, as the weeks go on, some weeks I plan on actually having that food while we discuss the topics of that week, you know, there's a lot of places right near our gym um, within walking distance, so we got to hit those up, try those out, and get them out here and get them promoted. The other recurring segment that I want to go through is called What's Playing in Your Gym? And that, I'll be going through three weekly songs that aren't necessarily the top songs of that week, but songs that I might have used for a PR that week, songs that I might be using to get hyped up, songs that one of our lifters really pointed out, anything along those lines. So this week... Here's the three we're going to run down. And then I encourage you guys to, you know, post anything in the comments that you want to go over, but post songs that you've also been listening to this week that maybe was a PR song for you or maybe a new song that you found that's got you really hyped. So here's the three we got. Number one is Zombified by Falling in Reverse. Now, 
I've listened to this band for years. Listened to Ronnie back when he was in Escape to Fate. So anybody who grew up around that 2011, like emo, pop punk, screamo scene, knows exactly who this is. Um, Falling Airverse has been killing it lately with their singles. This one is catchy as hell. Got a great hook. It's got some heavy breakdowns. So there's nothing not to like about it. Some people that like the heavier stuff may not be their thing, but this cuts a good right across the middle. Second, total opposite side of the spectrum, heavy as it gets, Lorna Shore's 2D Abyss. Now, Lorna Shore just got Will Ramos as their lead singer, so if you're into the deathcore scene, you obviously know who Lorna Shore is. But this dude has been killing it. I can't wait to see what else they come up with. Lorna Shore plays nonstop during my workouts for the most part. If I'm loading up 90% or more on the bar, you better bet you're going to hear Lorna Shore playing, whether it's the old stuff or the new stuff. It's straight up death metal. It is, or well, straight up death core. I should correct myself there. But it's nothing better to work out to than that. And their top three singles, in my opinion, are unmatched right now. The To the Hellfire, or yeah, To the Hellfire, To the Abyss, and I Return to Nothingness. Phenomenal. I just wish if we didn't have COVID, that would have been a full length album. The third one really comes out of left field, and that is The Rumbling by Sim, or S-I-M. I don't know how they actually pronunciate it, but The Rumbling is actually the opening theme for the fourth season of Attack on Titan Part 2, and they came out of left field with this one. Um, I'm a huge anime nerd. We'll have some weeks where we actually talk about that or touch on that, because, I mean, I have a whole playlist called Death Weeb Barbell, and I've been getting my leg tattooed with famous manga scenes, so that's just tell you all you need to know there. But this opening, if you didn't know any better, would think it's just a really well-done metalcore song. So it's catchy. Unfortunately, it's only a minute and a half long right now just because it's the opening, but we'll see where it goes. So those are my three this week. Um, let me run down that again. It's Zombified by Falling Reverse, To the Abyss by Lauren Ashore, and The Rumbling by Sim. And after I post this, I want you guys to comment down below what your three songs were for this week. Maybe I'll go over them down the line. I always love some new song suggestions, and over time we'll compile a nice big playlist. So, like I said, it's the intro episode, so where better place to start than who are we and what is Deathwish Barbell? So, Deathwish Barbell started right before COVID really hit. So that would be March of, I would think, 2019 now. So we had, you know, we had already been thinking about how we could start our own gym, but it was always more of an afterthought. It would be nice, but everybody wants their own gym. Everybody who's in powerlifting wants their own place they can train. And if you don't, then you're probably lying to yourself. Um, you know, we were at a point where we loved the gym we trained at. A little shout out to Iron Sport Gym in Glen Olden. I would be nothing if I never trained there to begin with. But we had been training there, and I had been thinking, you know, my garage has nothing more than a few paint cans lying in there and some old junk and trash. We could just get rid of everything in the one-car garage and make a gym. So we had this plan of doing it and didn't realize COVID would get as bad as it did. But I remember on March 14th, basically the whole world shut down. But on my front step was two giant pallets of boxes from Rogue. So we were ready to break that down and start a gym. Within two weeks, all the gyms in the area had closed down. And we know how that went for the next six months. 
And while everybody else was struggling or, you know, doing bodyweight exercises, we were running a, you know, four or five man crew out of my garage. And at that time, you know, it's a single car garage. There's not a whole lot of space. But at one point we had a reverse hyper, an inverse leg curl, a power rack, um, probably five or six different types of bars. Eventually we had the monolift in there. Um, there was no room to move. It was you moved from one state, one movement to the next, and you couldn't have two people doing more than one thing at the same time. Um, we also obviously had dumbbells and plenty of plates. But during our time, we, you know, we got it done. We were still able to run a full conjugate program, um, you know, simple standard max effort and dynamic effort variations. Our crew grew. We had people rotate in and out. We even became close to Jimmy Kolb during this time period um, just because he needed somewhere to train and nowhere was open. So we let him come down to us, and he drove the whole way just to get a good training session in, and we've been friends since. But, you know, there's always something special about being able to come home from work, settle in, and just step into your garage and train. It was really something else. But it also taught me a lot about, you know, building your own equipment and making do with what's around you. I mean, the monolith broke at one point. Um, you know, we trained in a garage, so the weather was always an element. And trying to keep up with your equipment when it's below zero outside or trying to train in gear when it's over 90 outside, it's tough. It makes you a better lifter overall, but it's tough. You know, we dealt with issues with the neighbors um, calling the police due to sound issues and being able to feel deadlifts. So that led to us deadlifting on drop pads. We didn't even deadlift on the floor. So there was just a lot. But it was cool. There was just something special about that period. We had that for about a year. And then one of the other gyms in our area, Delco Strength Shop, was nice enough to offer us one of their rooms which initially was just a yoga room. And we didn't think much of it at first, but we realized, wow, this could really be something. And, of course, it's air-conditioned, so (laughs) why would we say no? And about six months ago now at this point, we moved the gym to Delco Strength Shop and continued to build up from there to where it's a real gym. You know, hopefully some point down the line, we have a bigger roof over our heads and could have our own facility where we host our own meets and things of that nature, but that's just the start for now, and, you know, our our crew has grown from the initial three or four people that we have almost 15 with some rotating members, uh, everything from, if I run down the list, we have five women, half of which are multiply, and then the other half that train raw, we have men that both train single ply, multi ply, myself, I guess you could say unlimited because I use a band shirt, um, guys that train raw, some that are teens, some that are masters. We basically cover each division with ourselves. And everybody comes from different backgrounds and everybody's lifting experience spans lengths. So we have people who just started that are teens. We have grown adults that only just did their first meet a few months ago, and then we have other lifters that have been tried and true for the last 20 years. So it really lends to everyone to have that kind of crew, and if you've never trained with a real solid crew, you're missing out on something big. 
um, you know, a lot of people say raw lifting or raw power lifting you could do by yourself, which you can. But even then, I always like training with a crew. Once I got in the multiply, though, there's really no other option. You need a crew. And a good crew can either bring you down or can make you the strongest lifter you'll ever become. And our crew does nothing but build strong lifters. But I'm done talking about the history of Deathwish Barbell for now. I'm sure we'll get into more of that as time goes on, but that's not what this is about. This is just the introduction for today. Um, next, I wanted to just touch on you know, what we've been doing, what our upcoming plans are. So like I said, me and my wife, we're the co-owners. We also compete all year round, and we both train multiply. So as far as the gym plans go, we continue to train week to week. In March, granted it still happens, we'll be going to the Arnold. She'll be competing at 105 multiply, and I'll be competing at 181 multiply. We'll see what happens. It's my first time doing the Arnold, and so is hers. So wanted to do it, literally just to do it and get it out of the way. Last year, we had the pleasure of being invited out to the um, Pharrell Invitational in Erie, where you got to compete against the 30 best men and women in Multiply, and that was a real experience. So we want to keep that high level of competition up, at least for us too. We also have, you know, the rest of our guys kind of looking out for some meets on the horizon, potentially RPS or IPA. So we'll see where that goes. So I just want to also touch on, you know, getting to know myself. Like I ran a little bit here about what I've done so far in powerlifting. You know, considering I'm one of the main members, and aside from my wife, it's important to know where my background lies. And so far as myself, I spent some time doing personal training initially. I think we could say overall I probably spent about 10 to 14-ish years in a gym, considering I'm 28 now and it's 16 or 15 years old. I started in boxing gyms, did some Kempo, went from there and just went to your normal gym or your normal commercial gym, but I never really liked the commercial scene. I always ended up training back in dirty, rotting gyms. So growing up in South Philly, one of my favorite places to train used to be Fitness Works. I don't know if anybody listening knows that area up on 8th Street, but you know it's a, I believe, a two-story or three-story building, multiple rooms, old iron plates, old iron equipment that's probably been there forever, and it's just got that old, nasty vibe of this is a real gym. As well as Attilus and Wildwood, that was another one of the great ones that I grew up around. Not necessarily a good powerlifting scene, but more of a bodybuilding scene. But, you know, good to get my feet in and just get that feel for what good gym etiquette is. Um, not to walk into a gym that basically everybody's recording each other with their shirts half off and... You know, who could get the best angles or who's wearing the coolest SPD color in a month or who's got the coolest bandana or what shirt are they repping? Like, uh, nobody cares about that. That's not what this was. It's not about being the pretty boy in the room. It's about getting in work or get out. You know, the, a lot of the gyms I went to, you would get thrown out if you weren't putting in work or, you know, you had to prove yourself in order to get help. If you were just there to bullshit around, nobody was helping you. Nobody was looking to make you better. You had to prove it. It's also why I liked a lot of the gyms I came up in, and that's why we kind of, you know, as inviting as my crew is, we let off a presence of, you come to us and you show us why you want to be part of us. We don't want you here if you can't contribute just like 
you know, we're not going to waste our time, essentially. But I don't want that to take in as a negative connotation. When I first joined my first real crew, I was told that exact same thing. You shouldn't be here if you can't contribute. So what do you ask yourself? You might say, hey, what am I supposed to do? I don't know anything. I'm coming to these new guys. I've been training in a year. How am I supposed to contribute? Well, load the plates. Help a guy get in his gear. Reroll someone's wraps. Run the monolift. You know, check the plates on the bar. Just look at them, you know, just be there. Spot. You don't realize those things really help out a lot. What we don't want is somebody just finished their squat and they're looking left and right. Nobody's reaching to unroll their wraps. Nobody's loading the bar for their next lift. Instead, you got two or three people on their phones in the corner trying to set up for their next lift. They're watching back their last one. That's not what this is about. If you ain't going to sit here and help, get the fuck out. When my crew runs and we run well, there's always somebody on the monolift arm or somebody always adjusting height. There's one or two people always loading and spotting. And then there's one person specified usually to back spot or stay on the squatter or stay on doing liftoffs. We stay on top of each other. And then, of course, another eye or another set of eyes or pair of eyes or multiple people may be watching and doing form checks. But even if you're that low person on the totem pole, you should minimally be least loading and spotting. Even if you don't think you're strong enough, say something. Where can I help? Where can I be? What can I do? That's all we're looking for. Don't go walking away. Don't stand there with your thumb up your ass. That's all we ask. So enough of that. Other things in regards to Deathwish Barbell, we are also lucky enough to be hooked up with Gunpower Supplements. Um, we do carry their products in the gym, and I'll say this much, um, not that I'm one to chug down protein shakes that often because generally they put a hole in me, um, but Gunpower Supps has been one that I first had back in Erie when I competed at the Pharrell Invitational. They had a little booth there. And I just simply tried and sipped on some of the pre-workout, which I'm a sucker for black cherry, so how could I stay away? But these got a real good product here. That's all I can say. Very clean tasting. Doesn't waste any, you know, um, ingredients on filler or coloring. It's clear. Basically, I carry the blue raspberry, which is his high stem, and then his regular stem, which is the black cherry, which, again, is phenomenal. I've never had the grape. Um, nobody has an interest in getting it, but I would like to try to grape eventually. I have his BCAAs, also great. They're orange. Could put them in a gallon of water and just go to town. But the one I want to rave about is the protein powder, vanilla bean ice cream. I can throw that in water, drink that down, have no stomach problems. It is phenomenal, and it keeps me going for the rest of the day. I made a little concoction the other day where I threw two scoops of that into some vanilla yogurt with a little peanut butter. I mean, it was, as coming from a once fat kid, delicious um, to be sitting there eating yogurt and drooling over it, essentially. The guy's got a good product. That's all I need to say. One other little plug here is for Iron Chi, who's actually run by our friend Steph. I plan on having her on here at some point. Um, so hopefully we could talk and discuss women's powerlifting and what her, you know, what her uh, t-shirt company stands for and what her product's all about. Um, but she's another one who I'm not going to get too much in the detail, but I want to have her on here. That's all I need to say. I want to have her on here. I want to have her talk. And she's a big part of us. She's also, we got me and my wife into powerlifting for the most part and really got us to get that competitive edge behind us. 
So, you know, we definitely need to have her on here and talk. But in regards to that, plans going forward, I mean, I hope to have a few of our members on. I actually have to have all of our members on at some point just to talk, talk about what their experiences have been, whether it's with us, whether it's with powerlifting, whether it's with competing, anything along those lines. Um, But I want to have everyone from our members to people at, you know, gyms in the area, gyms out of the area. I would like to have, you know, bigger name friends that we have, people like Jimmy Cole come on just to discuss some things. And I would like some of you guys just to reach out and say, hey, I want to come on and shoot some shit or talk shop. That's what we're here for. I'm not doing this to make money. I'm not doing this because I hope it becomes the most popular podcast out there. I'm doing this because I like to ramble. I like to hear myself talk. And I like to just ramble on for hours. I'm a nurse and I work in primary care. There's a reason I do that. So I can talk to my patients because I like people. You know, I run a gym because I like people and I like to talk. I like to run my mouth. It's fun. And I like to put in work. So, you know, this is the opportunities out there. There's a reason I'm calling it Delco's Strongest Podcast because I do believe that at the end of the day, my gym could easily produce some of the strongest athletes in the Delco area. You know, maybe we're not the biggest, maybe we're not the toughest, but I can tell you, you come here, you will get stronger. And that's a fact. So, considering this is Delco's strongest podcast, I want to see some of the strongest lifters in this area. You think you have it, you come out here, you get on. I don't want to see people keep avoiding this. I put out the options. I try to run events. I try to get people out. Come down to our gym. See if you can hang, because I bet a lot of you are more talk than anything. So get out here and tell us you can prove it and show us that you can hang. With that being said, it will be rewarded. You'll get better. That's all I can say. And if you don't get better, you'll be crawling out. Hey, maybe you'll be feeling better after that. But that doesn't mean just multiply lifters. I'll let you see some of you raw guys reach out to me as well. Sure, he might try to chew you up and spit you out at the end of the day, but it'll be fun. Come on down, get some heavy squats in with us. Hell, you want to try wraps for the first time ever? Screw it, throw on some wraps. Never squatted a monolift before? Don't know how to run a monolift? Don't walk out of it. That's a waste. I don't tip combo racks because I don't want to walk out of them, but that's why I use a monolift. So come down, try the monolift, try some wraps. Hell, you want to try a bench shirt? Want to try gear? I got that too. There's a reason I have a lot of equipment in my gym. I want people to try this stuff out. I want them to be informed. I don't want them to go see a bencher and go automatically, that guy's a cheater, and what he does doesn't matter. I want you to know what it's all about. I want all different types of lifters to come through here and be informed of what's going on. That's something I dealt with in the past that I don't want to see continue to happen. Our gym's going to be different. That's what we're planning on doing. That being said, I think this is a good place to wrap up just on the first one. Like I said earlier tonight, I don't want to go too far, about 25, 30 minutes. Just ramble, rant, talk a little bit. Things will only get better from here, guys. So, that being said, this is the intro episode of Delco Strongest Podcast. Again, presented by Deathwish Barbell, signing out.